0: Hey, everybody. What's going on? This is George Herrera. Welcome back to Real Talk with QHT. I'm here with my fellow team members, Daniel Ackerman and my other team member, Dwayne Ejid.
1: What's up, everybody? (laughs) Howdy, howdy, howdy.
0: (laughs) hope everybody's doing well. So uh, right now it's September 3rd right that is correct so we're in the beginning of september and today we're on this episode we're talking about negotiating in queens and so we figured um there's a lot of stuff going on right now we're all negotiating different deals and so we figured let's uh talk about something that might help educate uh the buyers and sellers out there to understand it, specifically to queens the type of negotiating tactics that we use and people use so uh we all brought some stories and hopefully you guys will take something away from it so who wants to kick it off who wants to go first and well, drop some juice? let's slow
1: things down for just a minute here. oh you want okay yeah. okay we're gonna ease in, in. It. ease in
2: generally i use a club
1: how- <laughs> 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 that's great that's great good negotiating, good. Good good negotiating yes, yes. skills <laughs> no but let's let's check in with everybody how how are we all doing oh yeah good one good one
0: uh my wife's birthday is tomorrow so Woo-hoo! you know abigail music, I gotta,
1: turning. 26, 26 again yeah. <laughs> for the 13th time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Real but that's soccer. your wife. How you doing?
0: No, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, been working out. Been, uh, we saw that. We saw that. Check out walks. George's
1: Facebook feed, everybody. Oh, yeah. Log in there. You know, I've always
0: <laughs> hit <it>. 50 push-ups. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. How about okay. you? How about you guys? How you doing?
2: I'm swell. You know, I went to the office today, which was good. Oh. Yeah. It was fun. And uh, Paula and I are going to be taking off next week, mm. so that'll be really nice. That's fun. Where are you going? All over. Oh. <laughs> nah, no, like every every thing. morning we get in the car, we're going somewhere, He's, come back the next day. Or come back that day. Star that Trek, night.
1: tour of the universe. That's yeah. What yeah. <laughs> that's fun, man. What about you, Dan? What's going on? I'm good, man. I'm a little sore today. Okay. Should I tell everybody why? Yeah. All right. So... We have a thing on the team where we're trying to hold everybody all of ourselves accountable to our goals because mm-hmm. we've been uh, talking a lot about that and you know high-performing people hold each other accountable <laughs> yeah right and hold themselves accountable mm-hmm. so i did not reach my goals my targets last week and the thing that i was supposed to do so my penalty to keep me accountable mm-hmm. was to run two miles do 100 jumping jacks and a two-minute plank um i thought oh that's no problem i'll be able to do it no big deal i used to run cross country in high school so Uh i thought two miles no problem (laughs) (laughs) i did one lap of the track before i was like oh man only (laughs) seven more to go this is gonna suck (laughs) oh gosh so i ended up doing my two miles i pushed through i didn't do it running the whole time there was just no way but I did my two miles, and then I did my 100 jumping jacks. That was okay. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to do my two-minute plank, and I could only do a minute at a time, and then I did, like, 30 seconds. Uh, that plank is no joke, it's right? no joke. It you know what, good. though?
2: Like, I, I, you know, because of my girth, <laughs> uh, I have to, like, I was only needing to do a one-minute plank, and I thought yeah. that would be sufficient but i think i'm gonna to have to do a two-minute plank it was it was kind
0: of easy yeah i think two is the one. two, two is tough yeah it was the it one was you can the, do the one yeah was,
2: we'll have one to we'll have minutes.
1: to verify your form on that Dwayne. because mm-hmm. you're probably one of these planks where you're oh hell's no, <laughs> hell's no man hell's <laughs> no no I suck the in the ground. butt cheeks. Yeah. I suck in the stomach. Yeah. So you, anyway. could, you,
2: could, you could eat a sandwich off my back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm sore today. I'm feeling nice. It. But I'm glad that I did it. Yeah. So, so cool extreme, too. I mean,
0: we just uh, jumping jacks or push ups. Daniel has to th- throw in two miles of yeah, a, that's, a I mean, walk. have to carry groceries for, well, for 10 blocks. I mean,
1: the idea was that the penalty had to hurt. So yeah you know if i was just gonna do 20 jumping jacks like i'll do that any day no problem mission accomplished mission
0: accomplished. <laughs> i'm hurting today <laughs>
2: yeah no sure. running is i think i'm allergic
1: oh man it's tough i mean i ride you guys know i ride my bike a lot like 11 miles on the bike not a big deal yeah, yeah. running one mile i out, love I'm riding like, a holy bike cow. yeah
0: yeah stationary even yeah yeah it's fun
2: yeah, I yeah. like
0: I like riding bikes. That's true, man. That's true.
2: All right, so well, good, good to hear
1: everybody's doing good. Yes. So, who wants to jump in with the first negotiation story?
2: I guess it'll be me,
1: <laughs> since we're all looking Why
2: at <laughs> Deal Um,
0: you...
2: I so like I, I have a few here that uh, we were we were talking about earlier, and I think the one I'm going to go with is uh, I had an overseas buyer from Dubai coming in. And he wanted to buy a condo, um, mm. so I took him out, showed him a bunch of condos out in Long Island City, and was a for sale by owner. Oh that, yeah, that we had, which is always fun. Yeah, because you know you're dealing directly with, and they have <laughs> sell, no representation. No representation, mm-hmm. and have very limited ideas of what should go on. That's true. So um, we were we were getting down. You know, he made an offer on it. Um, then the negotiation started. We were we were really like I think we were somewhere around forty thousand. So apart. what was
0: what was the asking price and what was the initial offer? Oh geez,
2: I don't remember. The asking price I think was one point six or something like that, mm-hmm. and we came in at one point three and. Change
0: Okay And this is in Long Island City Long Island condo. City two Two
2: bedroom Condo Incredible view
0: And this is when uh, Long Island City was really I mean it still is But this is when It was all booming Everything oh, yeah. big time It was seller's yeah. market Oh yeah Okay
2: So uh, So we were like 40 grand apart um, And I got them closer And I got them closer And everybody was just You know Inching their way mm-hmm. Toward the middle And uh We were at fifteen thousand difference, Mm. and neither of them were going to budge anymore. So we were, I I did not want to lose the deal. Yeah, you know it was it was a we're so close. It was a million dollar plus deal. Yeah, my my you know my first one, and um. And so, since I was getting. I was the only agent and I was getting all the commission Mm -hmm. and it was substantial. Um, Then I said, look, we're 15,000 apart. What if you miss miss seller Uh put in 5,000 and you, Mr. Buyer put in 5,000 and I'll give 5,000 out of my commission. Yeah. So we can make this happen. And uh, they, you know, they went for it and we closed, Great. you yeah. know, it was a cash deal. So we closed quick, Nice, which is nice. Yeah.
0: And that goes to, uh, to the point of the win-win agreement, a good negotiation is always a win-win, right? right. That's right. like the best explanation of everybody coming to agreement to make it happen. But that takes creativity. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you had, let's say the buyer dealing directly with the seller or an agent who doesn't get creative, you could, the deals die sometimes because nobody comes up with a creative solution. There
2: was one other aspect to this, which, um, was kind of fun. And, uh, it was basically a lease back to the seller oh, nice. or to, oh. the, to the, yeah. So they didn't have to move out. They wanted their kids to finish the school year. Okay. So, uh, we, we worked that out. Okay. Um, of the price. Mm. as well since they were staying and they were going to be paying him yeah so they we were able to bring the i was able to get the price down a little bit for the for the buyer yeah um but he was still making all of his money because he had he had an automatic tenant
0: yeah and that's that's you know when it is for sale by owner us as brokers we do we can kind of take advantage of that because they don't have as much competition as if they were on the market. And because they aren't as savvy, we are able to get in some terms that benefit the buyer. Right. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and their lease back was, uh, was included in my commission. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah, yeah
1: that's
0: perfect, dude. That's I good. mean,
1: this example just brings up so many things that I have been wanting to talk about for this podcast today. Cause one of those things is first of all and you said it right at the beginning when you said that the seller had a limited idea of what could actually be talked about you mm-hmm. know and, and 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 i think that that's a really important thing to bring across is that negotiations i mean first of all what do people think of in terms of negotiations in regards to real estate they think it's just about the money the price a lot yeah, of times mm-hmm. totally and i mean at its at its most basic a negotiation of any kind is just somebody you trying to get something that you want, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever that thing may be. Um, you know, so if you're a seller, you're trying to sell your place. If you're a buyer, you're trying to buy a place. If you're a kid, you're trying to get your parent to buy you that ice cream cone, you know, those are all negotiations. And I think sometimes we forget that negotiation is more than just one specific little thing. It's getting what we want. And with this sale, I mean, there's so many good examples there because the deal was, I mean, it was largely the money, right? Because ultimately, you guys all had to chip in five thousand for your commission. That was creative thinking, but that whole leaseback thing, like that—that's terms right there. And Mm. you know, disagreement on deals is in—is in the price. Yes. And deals are made on the terms. Sure. And I think that's so important for for buyers and sellers to recognize is that. And and having somebody who knows the process well enough and knows has the knowledge of, of what terms are available and where the, the levers are that you can pull. Yeah. I mean that's worth its weight in gold because yeah. you know, you can I mean, I'm, I'm going to bring up my own examples, and, but I mean, you can really make a difference.
0: Yeah, and that only comes with experience. Unfortunately, there's no vlog that you can watch that's going to really. I mean, this kind of helps, but i'm going through and negotiating deal after deal after deal—that's where you yeah. learn all of these little. One hundred percent. Well, I mean, I like
2: without trying to sound like a brown noser. I mean, I I learned a lot of my negotiating skills from you, just watching what you do and and how like you know emails that you send and stuff yeah i mean i've learned i learned
0: a lot awesome and Dwayne is a good negotiator fyi he is all right so i can i'll piggyback on that one because i actually have one that's also a fisbo it's an accepted offer right now but i don't think i even told you guys this story yet so for sale by owner, for our listeners and viewers, Fizbo. Yes, Fisbo. yeah. Fizbo. I know. We got our real estate lingo here.
2: Also, the clown from Modern Family, he was
0: Fizbo.
1: Well. <laughs> That's true. I That's forgot true. about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So uh, so this is last week, I think. Um, a buyer came in through our, our website, our chat, queenshometeam.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they came in and they said, we just saw a property uh, and we want to make an offer. And they were they're smart i mean most people wouldn't do this but they were looking for an agent to help them with the preparation and the negotiation of the offer so it was a for sale by owner got in touch with the with the lady um she sent me the link to the listing i look at it it's this is fully renovated huge on an 80 by 100 lot it is beautiful um and so i said look i'll help you out there i'll send you the comps obviously i'm gonna be your agent so i'll send you the comps we'll go through them together um the list price 799 and the uh the highest comp in the area 720. okay but the 720 was not as big not as renovated not even close and it was on a 40 by 100 lot versus this 80 by 100. so you know I told her yes this is definitely can go in the 775 to 800 range easy because of all those all those additional features so we go in and i say all right we're going to present the offer present it to the owner we started at i think uh 764 or something like that long story short we come to an agreement but then the owner asks uh well part of our terms were no more showings you're a Mm fisbo i don't want you part of our terms you can't show this house to anybody else um and so they agree because they're for sale by owner, you know, they, they don't, they don't know that they can show maybe until contracts are signed, who knows, but right. we, we do that for the buyer. So then, um, the owner asked us, well, can they allow us to stay in the house for, you know, a couple weeks after closing? And that's called post close possession. Mm-hmm. And, um, the guy's a super nice guy, the seller, by the way. So I told the buyer, you know, this is okay. What we want is for them to pay us rent every day that they're in there so that's okay i th- i told them you know this isn't uncommon so we can do that but let's just tell them that you're gonna have to pay rent every day that you're in there and that's common it's basically
2: and, a per diem right a per
0: diem yeah and so and usually the attorneys will work it out the amount but i just gave them a heads up and i told him that agreed so certain things like that that you're agreeing on but you know you're helping whoever your client is you're trying to get them something that's favorable to them but they're happy with the price they have a buyer so we're going forward you know and it was uh um like for this one the it's only 10 percent down so lower down payment so i need to make the buyer look good so i told her what do you do for a living what's your income what's your credit score i need to present all this so that they know even though it's a 10 percent down rock solid buyer so right these are like examples of things you do to try to get someone to want to
1: agree to your terms Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. so that's awesome um before i jump in on my story i thought one good question i could ask you guys is you know since we're talking about negotiating in queens specifically queens new york Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit for our listeners and our viewers what is different about the queens market that means that 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 affects negotiations Mm -hmm. Like how is negotiating in queens different than negotiating elsewhere
2: wild wild west
1: (laughs) it can be it can be yeah i think
0: one of the things is the uh violations open permits i mean that's very Queens specific new york city specific you can be selling a house or buying a house with open violations with sidewalk liens with um open permits on projects that were never finished so those things are like you have to negotiate for those things and that's very New York City specific, right? Mm-hmm. What else? Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: How about you, Dwayne? What Tenants? do you think?
2: Well, I mean, I had another situation where um, the selling agent, uh, I was representing the buyers, and the, the selling agent wasn't offering anything mm. to a buyer. Oh. So they
1: weren't sharing the commission. Right. Yeah. So no co-broke. Right. That, right. That's Queens. Okay. Yeah. That's very Queens. <laughs> uh, and that's, very, that's not very common elsewhere in the country. No, it's not. Um, even in neighboring boroughs yeah. uh yeah. manhattan long island either side of us yeah either side of us all the agents cooperate with each other the listing agent is going to share their commission yes. with the buyer's agent and that evenly pr- evenly um and it promotes a couple of things it promotes professionalism i think between both sides yep um and um and it it actually dovetails really really nicely with the situation that i want to bring up Okay, which was that I had to negotiate just to, for a buyer. I was representing a buyer. I had to negotiate and know my stuff just to get my offer's buyer in front of the seller.
0: Just to get your buyer's offer in Sorry, front of the I, seller. I, yes, yeah, okay.
1: my I, I switched my words there. Just to get my buyer's offer. Okay, in front of the seller. In house, other words, so yeah. Well, I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for those of you who don't know. Um, the queens area is part of the long island board of realtors okay that governs queens all the way out to montauk yep it covers that whole area now if you are a member if your brokerage is a member of the long island board of realtors then you are subject as an agent to all of the rules of the board of realtors Mm -hmm. okay which you know, outlines things like cooperation and the fact that you have to share the information with everybody. You have to state the commission that you're going to share upfront. It doesn't have to be 50-50, which is what we were just talking about is mm-hmm. unique about Queens. Uh, but you have to at least state it upfront. And yeah. that also ties you to certain duties. Let's say you represent the seller. It ties you to certain duties as far as presenting offers. That's true. Right. If somebody presents an offer, if an agent or a buyer comes to a listing agent and presents an offer, they're duty bound mm. to present that offer to their seller with, within a certain amount of time. I believe it's 24 hours. No, you know, no. It's less, right? It's, it's like two hours. That's right. It's oh, two yeah. hours. The, the mm-hmm. last, I think right. they just kind of changed right. it when they did the whole one key thing. Correct. That's yeah, true. And you can hold a listing agent accountable by getting, you know, proof of presentation. Yes. Uh, Right. And and uh, presenting an an offer binder Mm -hmm. and then having the the seller sign off on that. Yes. To show that they've seen the offer. Uh Okay. It doesn't mean that they have to accept the offer. The offer acknowledgement form. The offer acknowledgement form. That's That's right. So that all goes for members of the Long Island Board of Realtors. Right. Yep. But what about if the seller's agent, if I'm representing a buyer and the seller's agent is not a member of the Board of Realtors? what do I have then to leverage the situation to make sure my offer gets in front of the seller and that's the situation that I was faced with yeah I have a a, she's under contract now so it worked Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's good Um, but she was making an offer on a co-op unit that she saw where the agent is a doorman in the building does a lot of deals in the building knows the building really well and is kind of the gatekeeper of all of the the listings there, mm. right? Yeah, and he's not a member of the board of realtors. Now the listing was three ninety nine, three hundred ninety nine okay. thousand dollars. We were offering three ninety, all cash. Okay, so that's a strong offer. That's yeah, good. that's pretty good. You're yeah. only nine thousand off, and it's all cash, which means you don't have to go through, you know, financing approval involve a bank or any of that. Yeah, um, and so. I was having trouble getting verification that the offer actually went in front of the seller. He wouldn't confirm. Mm. He wouldn't say, Yes, I've actually shown it to the to the seller. He kept saying, We have another offer at full price. I said, Okay, but that isn't the question that I asked. Did you? What did, I asked yeah. was, Did you present the offer to the seller? Mm-hmm. Because if your seller is saying that they don't want this offer, that's one thing. But if you're saying that your seller doesn't want this offer, that's another. Yeah. And he danced around the issue, danced around the issue. And finally I'm thinking, okay, how can I, how can I force this guy's hand? So first I mentioned board of realtors, right? Okay. And he said, well, I'm not a member of the board of realtors. So that doesn't apply to me. And I'm like, okay, great. So I've got to figure something else out. Dang. Dang it. So then I started, I started peppering him with questions about the other offer. You know, what is the offer? Oh, it's another seller in the building. And I have that listing okay aha uh-huh. okay so he's trying to get both deals done oh aha uh-huh. and that was the black swan there's a book called um uh, oh i forget what the name of the book is but their 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 concept is the black swan is that piece of information that you needed that makes oh. everything click and that was the black swan for me i realized What's going on over there, what? Alexa? Alexa, We're, what are you talking uh, Alexa's about? Alexa's talking to us from the background. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to what yeah. I was talking about. The um, we realized, or I realized, that he was trying to get his buyer, um, uh, for that apartment. So the base guy, basically, what was happening was the guy that wanted to sell one apartment on the second floor Mm -hmm. and move into this apartment that my client was also making an offer on. Okay. So he, and he wanted to get all the sides of the deal. The agent wanted to get all the sides of the deal. Okay. So he really wanted to prioritize getting that deal to his seller and getting that deal done. Okay. But knowing what I know as a realtor, I realized, wait a minute, he doesn't have proof of funds Mm. because the, 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 the buyer has to sell his apartment first to have proof of funds in order to buy the apartment that we were bidding on. Yeah, Yeah, sure. That
2: that ain't going to work. That isn't going to work. So
1: he kept going around in circles with me and going around in circles with me. And finally I said, listen, you keep telling me that you have a full price offer, but you don't have a real offer. Your offer doesn't exist because there's no proof of funds there. You don't have that other listing under contract yet. Sure. So it's nothing. It's smoke. And when I said that, he said, let me call my seller. I got my seller, uh, I got my buyer's offer acknowledged and accepted within 30 minutes of saying that.
0: So how did you get it acknowledged without being a
1: without him being a member of LIBOR? Well, he basically emailed me back and said, My seller will take your offer. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> that's a pretty good acknowledgement. Yeah, that's a good acknowledgement. <laughs> but it took so that's there, great. there I had to negotiate just to get my offer in front of the seller. Yeah. And that I never would have known how to do those things had I not experienced a lot of deals already and understood what different factors can come into play and how proof of funds works, for example. Yeah. And where the leverage points were. That's Um, true. And so I had to leverage everything I could think of.
0: And that's a good tip for a homeowner. If let's say you are selling on your own and someone makes you an offer, they're making you an offer but at the end of the day you need to know where's the money coming from Mm -hmm. whether it's a mortgage or whether it's uh all all cash you need to see the pre-approval you need to see proof of funds many times in queens this money is coming from somewhere else it's not liquid and they just won't tell you that yep. and as soon as you start asking for documentation they start telling you the whole spiel of i'm selling this house and I'm, I'm gonna i'm about to close on this one and it's contingent or they're doing a 1031 or something so definitely that's why documentation is so important yeah, can you 100%. actually buy right now 100 percent. all right so um how about a story where you think there's some useful information for a buyer or a seller for when they're either Receiving offers, negotiating, or um, making offers—things that maybe they they might not know that they could use some info. The
2: one, the one thing that I, I think happens the most with people who aren't represented, mm-hmm. um, I think what happens the most is is they end up making offers that are ridiculous.
0: Oh, like low ball, or. Or over
2: like, you know, they've seen an op- they're at an open house, they see a bunch of people, you get multiple offers and you're like, hey, and then they're, you know, the the one co-op in Jackson Heights, you know. Yeah. We were listed at uh six fifty. Mm. And they came in six ninety. Yeah, you know, and then when the appraisal doesn't come in, they're like, Oh, I don't want to pay that.
1: Yeah, I think a, you bring up a good point. I think we we'll, we'll, I'm going to talk about our current deal. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Contract. yeah. Uh, But I want to let you finish your story. No, that was, that was
2: basically it. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, the value of representation is sometimes gets lost by some people because they just don't understand the importance of it. And they end up making mistakes. Yeah. The low ball is, is, is another one they yeah. come in like a 100,000 short. Yeah. And you know, like,
0: and then the price might already reflect all yeah. the work that's needed or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest value adds that an agent has, in my opinion, for a buyer is the comps. Because Without those comps, let's say, uh, let's say uh, for example, um, you, you guys know that Abby and I were looking for an investment property. Right. We saw a two-family um, that we liked. Asking price, eight seventy-nine. dollars uh, We love it. Completely renovated. When we pull the comps, the highest sale in that whole area for a completely renovated two-family is $8.15 so why would i ever offer and we already know it has to appraise and everything without a buyer not knowing that might offer 860 870 and you don't even know that you're you're making a big mistake in terms of the price you're paying so you're overpaying Mm -hmm. and then if it doesn't appraise you just wasted all that time on this deal, that's probably gonna die because nobody wants to budge. And no, well, you know, I, I so. tell you,
2: the buyers got lucky because as soon as that happened, I knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, you know, as uh, I was on the phone with the other offers, like you know, yeah. like right after, and saying, "Hey, this is this, there's a possibility." Yeah. But the seller was
0: she reasonable?
2: Uh, yeah. Well, she didn't want to go start all over yeah and she also didn't like she liked the the family Mm. you know she didn't really know them but she she knew of them and yeah she liked the family
0: that helps Yeah. yeah yeah But that's so true, man. I mean, you could easily overpay for a property if you easily. don't have, I almost have a, did a good it. agent. Just, just, I almost did it.
1: Just, yeah. you know, we're, we're buying, as, as you know. That's true. Uh, so for our viewers and listeners, uh, I'm, I'm searching for uh, for a home to purchase with my fiance. And, um, you know, it's in a market that I don't know. So mm-hmm. I'm relying on an agent myself. Yeah. And uh, it's very, very easy to to overpay. You know, yeah. you got to really have your wits about you and you really have to have good um advice um so yeah I think yeah that's a good a, a good point very true um you know i want to talk a little bit more about uh, about terms before i jump into my my the deal that i, that I want to talk about the story that i want sure. to talk about um because you know we have a thing here in in queens uh when you submit what's called highest and best right oh yeah right we don't talk about um best and final no right it's not best and final it's highest and best yes because it's not final
0: until and this is great for uh listeners to know when you hear best and final yeah it actually isn't best and final right until
1: it's highest and best yeah because up until a deal is closed really yep it's not That's final true. um but what is the so highest is self-explanatory right highest price highest offer but what does best mean yeah right highest and best mm-hmm. and i think that one of the things that is really really important and one of the questions that i always um encourage uh, or that i always ask when i'm representing a buyer um, is talking to the listing agent and asking what besides price is important to your seller that's the first question i try that's to ask That's a good question Yeah, it is a good question what besides price is important to your seller Mm -hmm. And it's not to try and get over on that person. It's try to, it's to try to find out what can I offer them? That's attractive to them that gets my buyer in the front of the line. Yep. You know, and that's a big part of negotiating because you're not, you're negotiating, not just against the seller. If you're representing the buyer in this instance, you're also negotiating against all the competing buyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You've got to get your buyer out and ahead in front of the line. Yeah. So, while at the same time protecting their interests. Mm-hmm. So, as long as the buyer, as long as your client is comfortable with the things that you're suggesting that they offer, knowing what is important to the seller can make the difference between getting the deal and not getting the deal. Yeah. So, for example, if a seller needs to, you've already brought this up, if, if a seller needs flexibility in terms of staying in the property for a little longer that's something that you can throw into the deal yeah. Oh, we're gonna offer you full asking price or we're gonna offer you x amount of dollars and we're flexible on the closing we can close as slowly as you want yes or as rapidly as you want or you can stay in the property post closing or yep. so all of those things all of a sudden become appealing to that seller they may even be willing to take less money just because the terms of the deal are more favorable very true so always, always something important to ask is what is important to the buyer or the seller other than the price. Yes. Um,
2: and y- you also have the contingencies that you can
1: play with. Exactly, yeah. the you contingencies know, are a big one. You can, appraisal contingency, which is one I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. uh, regarding yeah. our deal and yep. inspection, inspection contingency, mortgage contingency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yep. So um, the appraisal contingency is something that came up in in uh, listing that Dwayne and I were working together. Um, we have sellers in, in Jamaica Hills that um, had a home for sale, a single family. that had been in the family for a long time, and they finally decided to sell. And uh, this was just as we were getting into the shutdown, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. We were, well, oh, yeah. No, no, we were in the middle of it. We were in it, the middle of it, yeah.
2: We had met with him with the two brothers in the beginning of February. That's right. And But we didn't list it because they had work they had to do right. until June. No, no, mm. no, it was March. March No,
1: no, June second. Well, June, we had already opened back up, hadn't we? No. Nope. Okay. So oh yeah, yeah, you you're it. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah June twenty deal.
2: Twenty something, twenty yeah. first, mm. I think we
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we went in yeah, we we, we listed in the in the middle of uh, of the shutdown and we priced it attractively and we were able to get lots of offers. We actually fielded oh, yeah. over ten offers, I believe. I think yeah, you yeah. had
2: four or five, I had like I think wow. seven, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it, we had a lot of offers. our phones were just blowing yeah. up,
1: which was great. Um, and we got the, the property under contract, uh, well, almost under contract. We had an acceptable offer, that was half signed, so the buyer had signed the contract and it was headed back to the seller, and this was above asking price. Okay, okay, so
2: twenty five above asking. Yeah, price. we were significantly okay. above
1: asking price already, uh-huh. and we're literally hours away from having a fully executed contract signed by both parties. Oh yeah. And another, another offer comes in and, uh, we're representing the seller, right? So we, we represent the the sellers of this property and another offer comes in, which posed us actually with a problem. It, It sounds like it's ideal, but we actually had an issue here because the offer was so high, um, that we were a little concerned that the deal might not appraise. Right. That it might not okay. get appraised at value, at contract value, Yep, which would then force the seller a- and the buyer to basically more or less renegotiate and come to some agreement on, on, on price at, yes. since it didn't appraise. And we wanted to, and, and that was a risk mm-hmm. because the buyer could have backed out of the deal if the language wasn't correct in the contract um, or the seller could have sacrificed significant money. Yep. Um, if the language wasn't right in the in the contract, so Dwayne fielded that offer and um, and suggested that we ask the buyer.
2: And this was fifty thousand over asking. Yeah,
1: yeah, we were way over. So asking. so the seller definitely would want to entertain that. One hundred percent. I <laughs> yeah. mean, the seller was getting. I mean, this was a windfall for the seller. The seller was like, awesome. And it, and, and even when it's that much, you still are caught in this. And we always tell
0: our sellers. Yes, it is a lot more. You know, the flip side to it is that you do have to start over. Mm-hmm. So there's a risk factor. There's a risk there. You, we will, were gonna have to kill a deal. You, you will lose that buyer, and then you hope that they'll go all the way through. Yeah. So, so we had
1: some. We had some, which was a challenge. It, yes, it was. I mean that challenge did occur. Yeah. yeah,
0: but they wanted it. They went for it, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So we had a we had a buyer, a committed buyer, with a great agent that we had worked with that we were gonna have to disappoint and upset. Mm-hmm. by letting them know that we were going to kill their deal.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was unhappy. And I think here is a good uh, good uh, section to just address that where I know sometimes consumers might think that it's us, like we have some malintention by doing this. And at the end of the day, we're just doing what's right for our client who's That's the seller you know, so,
2: fiduciary responsibilities yeah and, and, and you people can't turn away from that yeah and
0: people get really upset agents and buyers yeah. get re- understandably yeah. so but we're just following the law and right? actually
1: yeah. i want to digress really quickly just to emphasize what you're saying because when i was preparing for this podcast i was thinking about that i was thinking about okay what's important about negotiating and the first principle is understanding who you represent That's and so what true. your job is and your job is to represent your client and only your client. Yes. Not the other side, not yourself. It's the client's interests, just yes. like a lawyer. And I think that's something that strong negotiators understand and take and feel deep inside. That's true. And weaker negotiators simply either don't understand that as deeply or feel it as deeply. So we had a duty to our client to negotiate in their interest, which meant getting their more money. Uh, but we also needed to protect them in terms of pro- getting them a deal that would actually go to closing. So those were the balancing factors that we had to negotiate not only with our own client, but with the other sides. Yep. And so Dwayne had the unenviable duty of reaching out to, <laughs> to the first deal and saying, you know, I'm really, really sorry, but we have another deal that's come in. And,
2: and I want, I, you know, just to be clear, like I was, I went, I called him before i called the sellers you know and i was like listen i need to let you know now that another offer came in and it's substantially higher i and you know we are not in a fully executed contract and they just signed the contract that morning and they've been sitting on it for three days almost a week yeah they've been sitting on it for a while and um because they were trying to negotiate other things sure so the uh so i mean i told them. i said i'm just letting you know and i have to present it yeah. you know i have to present it and there's nothing i can do about it if they accept it that that's they're gonna ex- you know that's-
0: and, and they do always have the option of matching it right you sure. know i mean right. if you can match it by all means and we keep our deal but this just changes everything right. at that and, moment and
2: earlier uh in the, the their Price was about five thousand lower than another offer. Okay. But this guy was was really good. You know what I mean? And mm. and so I I said to him, look, if you come up that five thousand, you can get your guy. Come up five thousand, we're gonna go with you. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So they came up to 5000 they yeah. were not interested in coming up to 25000
1: yeah yeah no and it's... and finally the last thing that we had to just make sure of was okay if we're going to kill one deal we have to make sure that the other one is solid yes and that's that is another aspect of negotiation and so you know Dwayne and I consulted and we consulted with the sellers and we said you know we really think that we should stipulate that if we take this offer the buyer has to take the appraisal contingency off the table yes yeah. Because, and and just so that people know what that means, is that if the property didn't appraise at the price that they were offering, that basically, the buyer would agree that they're going to close on that property no matter what at that price. Yes. So they're going to have to come out of pocket for the additional amount. Yeah. So we said, "Okay, if you can do that, if you can negotiate, if you can say that you will waive the appraisal contingency, you've got yourself a deal and we we'll cl- and we'll kill the other one." And our seller agreed that that was the right tactic sure. to, to take, and that's what we did. Yeah. We had some little bumps along the way that get, you know made us hold our breath, uh, you know, since then. Okay. But everything has uh well, we're we're Not still far. waiting to to see uh yeah. The
2: second the, the their appraised their the it appraised, it appraised, which oh. we were really happy. About. Oh, yeah, right. and, we were and, very and, surprised. And about I went it. back and I looked like, how did we get off so much? Uh-huh. Post COVID, there were some closings that all oh, right after brought nice. it up. That's great. So it worked,
0: that's yeah. perfect.
2: Um, now what happened though, the uh bank for whatever reason it appraised everything we were waiting for the commitment and the bank said we're not going to finance this
0: yeah Mm.
2: and like i don't know if they bought a car or they did something to their credit or something but something changed when they ran the numbers again that they said no and
0: that's why you never when you do go into contract and start your mortgage application don't buy any car don't buy a new car don't take on any new debts don't Don't mess with your credit and do, at do all. not
2: increase your debt at all. At all. Yeah. Yeah. And no Definitely. major purchases. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: But that's a, that's a good one. And I know for me, one of my least favorite parts of being an agent is when you get a substantially higher offer that your seller wants to take, and then you end up having to break the news and they aren't willing to match it. And the agent has been doing everything they have to, but at the end of the day, we have to follow the seller's instructions. Exactly. And if they want to take a higher offer, we have to be the bad guy. This, this, to me, I feel like that's why we exist too. Yeah. Can you imagine a seller with a direct buyer going into contract and then they get a higher offer that conversation for a seller who wants to have that? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. That's does. why they hire
1: us. And that's what we do. You know, we are the to, ones that protect have to, them. Yeah. And, so. and, and, you know, it's a, it's a good, actually, it's a good example of, mistakes in negotiation too this particular deal that we're talking about the original buyer Mm -hmm. his agent made a mistake by allowing more negotiations to happen after we already had an acceptable offer because it delayed getting the contract signed yes if he had been smart i mean he was good he was a great guy he was 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 really really smart but i mean he had to do what his what his clients want him to do as well yes and I think that he didn't maybe he didn't I wasn't there for the conversations but it's possible that maybe he didn't tell his clients look the faster you move towards contract yeah. the better because until until that's done somebody else can come and grab this deal from you that's yeah. true and um and so they attempted to reintroduce aspects of negotiation mm-hmm. which slowed things down and that worked yeah. against them you yeah. know so when we are you know, we have a very difficult job of, it, of balancing our our clients' our, interests versus what's going to get them what they want, and that's yes. that's always a balancing act. It, very true. Excuse
2: me. And it was it was something along like it was like uh, uh, minor fixes mm. that they wanted the seller to to do. Right.
0: Oh, <coughs> excuse
2: me. And and they, you know they went back and forth for a week on that yeah yeah
1: and that that was the difference they would have had a deal had they not done that
2: yeah no it would have been signed by time this uh, other offer came in
1: yeah that's true well guys we've done 40 minutes do we want to talk a little bit more do we want to wrap things up i think here i think we can give
0: why don't we give some tips okay uh let's go and give some quick (laughs) tips quick tips negotiating tips for buyers and then we'll go around and give some Quick tips for sellers. For sellers. Okay. Yeah. For buyers. Yeah. So let's give some quick uh, quick tips okay, for buyers.
2: George, go for it.
0: <laughs> for me? Okay, I think this is one for queens that I would give to buyers. And that is that, you know, just because something looks unattractive at first, it doesn't mean that it should be. I, I look at it more as an opportunity than, uh, than like I'm just going to walk away. So let's say, for example, a property has an open violation uh let's say it has an open permit or let's say there's tenants and that you have to buy it with the tenants so things like that most buyers would just walk away from it completely but in my opinion I look at that as this gives me leverage and if I I get I just need to do some due diligence but if I can make this work I might be able to actually get a, a a discount on this property so if something has an open violation or an open permit just have an expediter that you can contact to get an idea of how much that'll cost to clear after closing. If there's tenants, are they paying? If they are, I want six months of last six months of payment history. Mm -hmm. And if they're paying, that might not be, you know, a bad idea. We bought our first property with a tenant. So different things, I would just say as a buyer, don't get scared right away. If you see things that are out of the ordinary, that's where you need a good agent that can coach you through that and it might turn into a good opportunity depending on the situation and you know, how much it'll cost to resolve and things like that. That's one for me. Do you Do you mine would be
2: if you if you you're the chances of you finding the perfect property, <coughs> excuse me, is pretty slim. So if you get like 80% of what you're looking for in a property, you should be like making an offer on that.
0: Yeah, that's true. Cause, yeah.
2: Cause you may not find that again, you know,
0: and that happens. How many buyers have we seen that <laughs> they're still coming to our open houses
1: a year or two later <laughs> yeah. because they still haven't found a yeah. yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think my tip for buyers would be, um, keep an open mind and remember that it's never just about price. Mm. Um, you know keep an open mind kind of like what you were saying if you see something that you like figure out what's important to you other than just the price mm-hmm. and always keep in mind what might be important to the seller other than price that's true. And, and think and, and always be thinking especially in a market that's competitive always be thinking how can I get myself ahead of all the other buyers yes. what can I negotiate with the seller that will get me ahead of all the other buyers. We have an ice cream truck going by. Ice
2: cream
0: man.
1: One second, I'm gonna go get a uh, a bomb pop. I want a nutty buddy. (laughs) So, I mean, those would be my tips to buyers is, you know, keep an open mind, go for what you want, and figure out what you can offer to make yourself attractive to the seller without, you know, without, selling the whole farm basically. and there's so many terms too yeah you so can many get things. really creative with this stuff and ask your agent you know ask your agent you know this all starts with hiring the right agent let's say that yeah you know, sure, because it's... you got it when you when you talk to an agent to be your buyer's agent you got to ask them what other things do you do besides haggling on price to yeah. negotiate the deal and if they sound like somebody that okay this person really understands a bunch of things that I've never even heard about yeah you know that can re- maybe help me get a deal that's somebody that maybe you want to work with. And then once you are working with that person, ask them lots of questions and trust in them, you know? Yeah. I think a, a good agent, a good,
0: a sign of a good agent is when you're having a conversation with them, you're always learning something Yeah, new, that you didn't know.
2: You know, on the, I would have to say like, you know, as an aha, personal aha was uh-huh. the question that Daniel said, like, what else does the buyer or the seller oh, yeah. want?
0: Besides, Besides that, you
2: know, that's, that's yeah. a, that's a good, question. because that's and, a good
0: piece. And as a listing agent, sometimes we do know that we know, look, this, this owner is favoring a no mortgage contingency because they don't want to deal with any bank issues, killing the loan. So that seller wants that. This seller wants a, a 120 day close because they want to look for their next place. Mm-hmm. So that's a good question. And a good listing agent will tell you, look, this is what they're looking
1: for. Mm-hmm. If you can get yeah. your buyer to agree providing to
2: providing that they're not giving away any yes. information they shouldn't be giving. Away. That's right. true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah, but those things all right. are all in the interest of the seller. So I mean, yes. in mm-hmm. those particular cases, I mean, that, that sounds like it's well within the fiduciary yeah. duty, but how
0: about uh, uh, uh tips for sellers? Oh list with me (laughs) 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 oh man there's so many um i i can start i mean yeah go uh, for it one that i know is like every once in a while we get sellers who they don't want to budge at all you know they're just really stuck on a price and sometimes i mean not even like countering at full price kind of thing and you know the only thing i the advice i would give to homeowners or home sellers is that you can win your property back so think of selling as an auction and you can be the winning bidder yeah uh, you can win <laughs> your property back so um you know if you are serious about selling then part of that is being reasonable if you get an offer is showing at least some sign of good faith because yeah. that's what that does you know yeah. uh, uh me and Abby we also made an offer recently on another property it was listed at 755 we made an offer i think of 725 and they countered back at 752 so goodbye. I don't yeah. need to, I don't need to, uh, entertain this any longer. Yes. Like you, know you can turn a buyer off so, much, like so much. A
2: part of that is, and I guess this could be my tip to a seller is your house is going to sell for what it is going to ha- sell for. You could list it for a dollar. You could list it for a million dollars. It's going to sell for what it's worth. So true. So I mean, it doesn't like, no pie in the sky your market is going to tell you what your property is worth yeah Yeah. and
0: and and my tip isn't to say you should price your house over market value so that you leave room for negotiating so
2: many buyers think that's like
0: a tactic
2: yeah
1: why would you i always say to sellers why would you ever want to negotiate down yeah. why would you ever want to start from that mindset yeah. why would you ever want to start yourself from the, 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 the mindset of negotiating down yeah i think in my opinion is just
0: make sure you're priced around the market value yeah. so yeah. just even if you price above it not too far yeah just be around there so you have a little bit of negotiating room but you don't want to be so far out that you know people don't even consider it a realistic
1: right. price so yeah that would be my tip
2: yeah. And 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 if your price too high, nobody's gonna come see it. That's, That's right. What happens. You, know. you can't
1: sell a house that doesn't get any offers. Right. <laughs> That's what happens. That's true. All right. Dan, seller oh, tip. Oh man, I have so many, but I gotta gotta limit myself. Um my seller tip, it's kind of related to what we've already been saying here, and that is that the buyer is not your enemy. Oh. The other sellers are. Yes. And you're not gonna get a, anything accomplished. The first thing in negotiating is understanding what you want to attract and what you want to avoid. And if you are a seller, you don't want to fight. Your job is to attract buyers. You're selling something. Your job yeah. is to attract buyers, not push them away. Yes. And And I see so many sellers who seem to be coming from the mindset of how can I extract the most from a buyer. Or how can I get over on this buyer? It's more about what the buyer is losing or giving up yeah. than it is what they're gaining, what mm. what the seller is gaining. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're a seller, what you want to do is sell. So it's you gain by selling your property. You don't gain by trying to ex- extract something out of a buyer. Sure. Um, so the buyer is your friend yes you want to yes. you want to get the most you can for and your, you want a
2: lot of friends exactly yeah. <laughs> you want yeah. to get what
1: you can for your property and you want your you want to do what's in your best interests yeah but the buyer is not your enemy you're, the buyer is your friend your competition the people that you're actually trying to compete against are the other sellers yes and sort of hand in hand with that is that um you don't have any leverage until you have two offers at least sure mm-hmm. yeah If you have one offer, you have no basis for negotiating with that buyer other than just haggling over price because there's no leverage for either party there. So you're basically just doing this. At that point, it's just trying to find a win-win. Exactly. Try to come to an agreement. The only way you get advantage as a seller in a situation is by pricing your property so that you get more than one offer. Yeah. And, and when for you, yeah. yeah, and I was gonna say, and
0: for buyers, the way you get advantage in a negotiation is understanding the month supply in that neighborhood that you're in. Because yes. if the month supply is in your favor, that means you are, you probably are in a better position to negotiate, and you can be a little bit uh, tougher when exactly. you negotiate.
2: Well, and I tell you, as 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 we're sorry, as we're moving, as, as this shift is happening, yeah, uh, from a seller's market to a buyer's market. The, the the sellers are the other sellers really are the enemy oh yeah, yeah. 100%. because because you're not you're they're either going to buy their place or they're going to buy your that's place exactly you got to make your place as attractive as possible
1: yep big time yep all right so that's yeah. are those all the tips those are I all think the tips that's good. Our, yeah, our quick I mean, tips were like 15 minutes worth the tips I think, <laughs> I think we dropped some jewels here you know? we definitely dropped some jewels i think like dan says just peppering yeah <laughs> salt bay yeah salt yeah bay, you know <laughs> that's right that's what it is <laughs> all right so
0: thank you guys thanks everybody uh so dan thanks for being here absolutely today. i love it. thank you for being here
2: my pleasure george
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh thanks everybody for tuning in we're publishing new episodes every month So uh, subscribe to the channel. Yes, if If it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. if it's on YouTube, subscribe. And uh, if it's on uh, one of your podcast platforms, then subscribe also so you can see every time we post a new episode. And
1: for you YouTubers, make sure you give it the thumbs up and hit the bell (laughs) for (laughs) notifications. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Y'all be good. Have a good
0: September. And we'll see y'all next month. Have a good one. Take care. Bye.